Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the afternoon stretch now of 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. clock here in the Music City, so you know what time it is. Time for the afternoon stretch here on Nashville Sports Radio. Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Hope everybody is doing well on this February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day. Everybody should have a little extra little pep in their step today for I'm not sure why. On this Wednesday, I want you to get involved in the show, 615-844-5600, here till 6 o'clock. Then we send it over at 632 Memphis Grizzlies tonight. Got a whole lot going on. Good interviews coming up. Everything. But once again, we want you to jump in on the show, 615-844-5600. Bruno Reagan wearing the Vandy Nike shirt. How are you doing today? Doing good. I forgot where I got this one because I don't think they gave me this one. This one's just one I got. Oh, bookstore? No. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Didn't you get – you got money from the uh, the the team to spend, right? Uh, sometimes. Like, depending on travel you get per diem, uh, cost of attendance a semester, depends. I had something at UTC called Campus Points. I don't know if it's, like, the same at every oh, school. Oh, we, yeah, we had that with uh, – we had that with it was for, supposed to be for food, but you could spend it at the bookstore too. Yeah, so I'd always buy like UTC merch. I got like a ton of UTC like <laughs> clothes and stuff because I would just use those campus points every semester. I'd never use them on food. I would just my use favorite it thing on. about Vanderbilt was we used to have like uh, the the Vandy card, and we would get our seven. We would get meal swipes, but we'd also get like seventy five or a hundred dollars on each on each of our cards a week for like going out. And there were some stores that took the Vandy card, like uh, so. There's a store on West uh, Chili's, whatever. Chili's on West End. They took the card. <laughs> <A> store. <laughs> oh, whatever. It, it, it helps in the story. Plug. It's just Chili's. Free plug. We'll send the invoice. Yeah, but Chili's on West End, and we would go. It was either that or or a sushi place, a really expensive sushi place. But we would always go to this Chili's, <laughs> and we would never like. It was hard to eat all those meals from the meal swipes. So we would always have all of our money, like seventy five to hundred, and it doesn't turn over. Like you, if you don't spend it, it doesn't turn over. So we would go each spend like $30 at Chili's and we would just tip all it was four of us and we would all each tip the server lady like 40 to 50 bucks and after the first we did that the first time left when we came back next week she brought me like she she was like she saw us and she brought me six Diet Cokes and sat them in front of me she was like these are all for you I was like this is VIP now we made it <laughs> so we went to Chili's every that's the closest that you've season. ever felt like Drake is going to Chili's on West End no, that and uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and Clarksville I see a lot of random people one time this little kid came up to me and was like his dad was like he watched we watch you play at Vanderbilt and he loves you and he was like Bruno 61 he knew me I was like that's crazy and then like, our piss off kid no, I'm trying was, to eat my wings I, I was with my i was with my uncle he was like that was pretty cool and then uh our server was very attractive and she was like that was the sweetest thing i've ever seen you made that boy's day and i was like this now this is what i'm talking about you just flung your number at her like in a weird like just like a no credit i card. no i was scared so now, I let's didn't. see paul allen's card you know but those those <laughs> those are the things that you get when you were an offensive lineman yeah that's, baby. The, that's the closest Can't imagine what kyle Shermer was doing uh me neither or who was y'all's running back? Why am I forgetting his name? Keyshawn Vaughn. Keyshawn Vaughn. That oh, guy yeah. was that dude. He was making moves. For yeah. sure. He was he was he was around Nashville. He was on billboards. That's different. That's way different. Yeah. That's way I different. I was on Twitter, he was on billboards. We're not the same. <laughs> 
Uh, Devil McKenzie, how are you doing today, buddy? All right. Yeah, there it is. Had a good, There's his one-word answer. Had a good night's sleep. I missed my eye doctor's appointment. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I, you idiot. I woke up at 7.30, my alarm went off, and then I was like, I'm going to snooze it and then wake back up in a little bit. And then I woke back up, and it was uh, 10.15. I woke up, and I was like, this is probably like 7.45, 7.50. I'm all right. <laughs> nope, 10.15. There's, there's nothing worse than looking outside your window and being like, Oh, this sunlight? Yeah, I know what time it is. I can tell with the sunlight what time it is. Mm-hmm. And then and then seeing like the other side of that where you do really know, like you're like, this is a noon sunlight. Like I've really been in this yeah. bed for too long. <laughs> hey, real quick, can we clear up something? That's yeah, so on. we need to yeah. talk about this because it happened. You could actually talk a little bit more to it, it, this. It got me in the back room before we went on And air. I think Darren and, and Justin might have mentioned it, and it's not – I don't think they were trying to do anything malicious with this, but it's just no, it was a, very a lot of people have account. been gotten. They've yes. been gotten by fake news, uh, as it turns. So, go but ahead. Yeah, the Vandy, there was a story came out from a very, like, a Twitter account with, like, 5,000 followers. It was looked official, pretending to be a Knoxville news source. Uh, they reported that the Vandy Whistler died. The way they reported it, though, it, it, like, it, it gave off the air of fake because it was very disparaging for, for a announcing someone's death so he he didn't die by the way the vanny whistler is okay that was just a fake tweet but that yeah that was a little bit of twitter trolling going too far so so it did get a lot of people though it got it got me in the back and obviously you know you see it on your twitter feed and from what looks like a little news source and you just announce it so just clear it up he's not dead and he's coming <laughs> yeah Baseball season. it's not it's not stopping so and actually aria uh, who Are we'll have person? on today yeah. in, in the next segment. Well, uh, she was the one that kind of cleared that and was like, yeah, this is fake. Yeah, yeah that account, this this Richard G. West, I'll give it the name, I don't care. Uh, it's fake. It's been fake. It goes through and like, if you, I've seen it multiple times on uh, some of these that just are, this is, this is the account that like you see people say, like, look, I'm looking at him, he's writing an article right now, supposedly writing an article. And he has, uh, like, it's in Microsoft Word. You know what I mean? Like, that's, in the business, I don't think there's many people that write in Microsoft Word. Maybe there is. But typically, there's a lot of other portals and things like that that they write through. Like, you just certain things you can look at and say, oh, this is fake. So, uh, as we know that, we'll talk with Ari about that, too, just to completely clear it up and make sure that uh, uh, everything's good on that front. Once again, if you want to jump in, 615 615- Eight four four fifty six hundred. That's like two seconds away from giving out my own cell phone number right then. Uh, don't call me. <laughs> I have enough problem with that with some listeners that have my phone number and call me. And guess what? Never going to answer. It'll never happen. I know who you are. Uh, so, did we watch the Chiefs parade today? They look like they're having a good time. That's what Super Bowl. I mean, do. hey, let's be let's 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 get real for a second. How many parades can you have before it gets old? I'd be done after three. Or excuse me, on the third one, I would be like, "Can we skip the parade?" Because you're you're just you know you've seen it. You've I been. don't think fans feel that way. Yeah, Boston fans would disagree. Yes, <laughs> they were like every time Brady won, it was always enough. It was always new. Somebody would win every year. No, yeah, every year Boston somebody would win. really does. Like if Melvin you're talking Gordon, about top... Matt Nagy, they're the they're the, they're like we're not skipping the parade. <laughs> in, in Melvin Gordon, do you see what Melvin Gordon said? <laughs> I ain't do blank. <laughs> in the blank. I was carried the whole way to a Super Bowl. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? Still gets a ring. Mad respect. No, nah, mad respect. <laughs> if you're Melvin Gordon, would you rather play out three more years with the Broncos, maybe be sorry and get like what 600 yards rushing on the season, or suck it up on P Squad and get a ring? 
You're you're a world champion. He was holding. The, he was smoking a cigar and holding up the Lombardi. Yeah, all the of same. course. I don't care. I don't yeah. blame him. No, of course I would do it. He's too. doing something that that less than point three percent of zero zero three percent of the population get to do. I think there's something really about breaking your own mold and just you know enjoying where you're at in the moment. And when you and then yeah, being honest about it, like yeah, I didn't do anything. Who no, cares? That's, that, I have the, <laughs> I have more respect for that than anybody than someone who who's constantly falling and like trying to keep up their person. Kind of like Russell, Russell Westbrook. You know, like it's very clear you're stepping back, and he'll have some games where he's great, but mm. but you're trying to keep up that persona you once had, and it's just it's t- time catches us all, brother. And time's caught Melvin Gordon, but he got a ring before and, he got, and out. he was also we know Melvin Gordon was a good player. Oh yeah, great player. He, he was, was a great no, running he was, back. He was a great player in college, amazing in the NFL, amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. he was great for the Chargers for a long time, and even good for he the Do- Denver for Broncos. Broncos. So I mean, and who knows? He might have life elsewhere. Who knows? But uh, yeah, it's like that was just, that's just fun. That's just fun. So why why uh, ruin it? Also today in some NFL news today, the Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver, which it's so easy to forget that Calvin Ridley plays for the Jacksonville Jaguars now, has uh, applied for reinstatement into the NFL. Yep, and the guess, first day it was available to do it. Guess who has him on Dynasty? <laughs> Your boy Bruno Reagan, like a phoenix, I'll rise from the ashes in fantasy coming up. Give me him for what? No, it's free. I am trying to trade A.J. Brown. You want A.J. Brown? I'll trade A.J. Brown. Trade oh, for A.J. Brown. Yes, 100%. Yeah, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. That's something we can definitely talk about. Yes. I give. I can give you two players a pick for him and one pick that I want. Okay, okay. Kind of okay. a A.J. Brown to? trade, if you can know I, what I mean. Hey, you know where I'm going with that? Hey, we're getting – yes, I know. Yeah, I, I mean, A.J. Brown got traded for that in real life, so. <laughs> I know. Well, and we're a little bit off tangent here, but I was trying to explain to some of my buddies on that dy- – if you're a Dynasty League fantasy player – if I was an NFL franchise owner, I'm out on Will Levis, and I'm a, if I'm a dynasty owner, I'm out on Will Levis. Will Levis, don't touch him. Anthony Richardson, if I'm an NFL GM, I do not touch this guy. As a dynasty owner, I'm a little interested. Mm-hmm. I think Anthony Richardson has a ton of potential upside more than Will Levis. I'm, I'm a dynasty buy-in Anthony Richardson kind of guy. That's kind of flip or flop going on here now because you're not really – you think he's a, a, a real miss in the real world of NFL football. The problem is – I watch he I watch Vanderbilt beat him, <laughs> guys. I never beat Florida, and Anthony Richardson's supposed to be a first round quarterback, and one of the worst Vandy teams in a while, until they weren't, beats him. That's a, you know that says something about people I think, but it's, and he's also won the least amount of games of any first round quarterback ever. If he does get drafted in the first, that's also red flag. But you're he's doing the right things. He's making the right moves in the offseason. He didn't play in the senior bowl, which everyone was like, come on, but he's still a talent. I don't know. I, I I think Dynasty, when you really have skin in the game, shows your shows your motives. If I was a GM, again, wouldn't touch him. As a dynasty owner, I have the second pick, I believe, in this upcoming draft. Yes, you do. So I'm very much most likely. I know likely, this. I know this. <laughs> I very much most likely will not go Anthony Richardson with number two. No, you I think I'll. I think that. I'll get a I think I'll get away with Bryce Young. So we'll see. But or CJ, one of the two. Well, I can tell you who I know the hot picks and that. Well, this this is a conversation that's yes, off yes. air. Well, yeah. I, yeah. who cares? Who well, cares I'm just saying Anthony time. Richardson. There's a modicum. Bijan Robinson. Everybody's wanting to jump on Bijan. Yeah, I know. But Anthony Richardson, there's there's some hope for me with him in in the pros. There really is. Mm. Maybe and maybe I haven't learned. Maybe I haven't learned my lesson from Malik Willis. Let's keep it to real football. How good of a team? Because already we know the Jaguars without Calvin Ridley, what their wide receiver core was really good this year. Uh, Zay Jones started stepping up late in the season. 
Uh, I'm forgetting the other pieces that they have, but I know I know they had a uh, Christian Kirk. Obviously, had a good year. Evan Ingram near the end. Evan Ingram started really showing up. Titans fans know that name. Etn way too was well. running like a monster. Calvin Ridley added into that. Does that propel them in the projections going? Yeah, they're like for you? A, uh, no. I would say, say he th- does get brought back in. I think the Jags are a clear favorite for the AFC South. I mean, absolute clear favorite. Um, the Jaguars, believe it or not, God, they're in. The, they're I in the called it. Huh? Called it. Yeah, you did. You know, you did. Bengals, Chiefs are on a tier of their own in the AFC currently. But the Jags are with the Bills in their tier. If the Bills, if everyone's talking about the Bills, the Jags are just as good as the Bills, if not. I agree. I agree with that. They're not, I don't think the Jags, and it's so hard to be as good as the Bengals and Chiefs right now. But uh, you know what the Jags have to do? Beat them one time a year when it matters. And that could happen next season. The Jaguars will be in the playoff. If they're not, then people need to, heads need to roll because they have a great roster. They have pretty decent pieces on the O-line, too. They got great defensive pieces. Trey Hendren, shout out. He's mm. been holding down the corner spot for years as an undrafted free agent at this point. Vanderbilt, try to tell him. Uh, it it There's no guarantee ga- Calvin Ridley gets back into it. Uh, yeah, what what is that? It's an what indefinite suspension. So it could it could literally be for it, and that's what we talked about whenever it happened. I hate the word indefinite because it makes it seem like it's forever or definite. It but could indefinite be. is it could be a million years, it could be one second. That's how long it could be. No, nah, if they don't let him back, that's I'm gonna have I have the more I think about it, I have a problem with his suspension in the first place, and I get well, it. Well, it really tests the waters of it does, what the, the NFL's trying the, to do. The rules are the rules, and the rules were in place. Now, there's a rule book the size of my head, which is massive. Big head. So, what do these players know about rules? But They should know stupid. them all. They should know them all, really. Calvin Ridley was so stupid for betting on the NFL while being active in the NFL. Mm. That is so absurdly stupid. And at vice versa, I'm starting to really get the, the, the like, air. It's just as stupid that the NFL can profit off of all this gambling money and the players don't get to touch oh, it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Uh, especially go back to, like, the P. Rose situation where MLB won't let him in the Hall of Fame. Clearly supposed to be a Hall of Famer if you look at every other metric out there. But they're not going to let him. But then, you know, FanDuel, DraftKings, all these different things are, like, not only getting inside the parks, but, like, I think didn't one, didn't one of them have, like, the name is, like, FanDuel Stadium or DraftKings Stadium, I'm pretty sure, up in New York or something. Like, it's it's insane that they're going to be profiting all that. Also, want to throw a huge shout-out to us for making everybody rich yesterday. You're rich. welcome. You're welcome, Nashville. Uh, I already spent the money. Bruno's already bought stuff with what he his winnings. Uh, we our Austin Hardy State Farm keeping a safe picks last night three and zero. Just I and well here's and by the way, one of them mine. Easy. Here's the problem. I called an audible because on on my book specifically, I couldn't get the Alabama Tennessee Alabama game. Tennessee game, which is tonight. Yes, that will be tonight. Which so I on my Twitter win. on my Twitter I audibled it with the Celtics. Minus nine. And they Wait, that almost, was one that you were going to go with, though. Yes. I, and Devlin kind of talked you out. Well, I knew why. Like, you could go on the ESPN app and just see, the like, the entire Celtics roster was out. Mm-hmm. But the, that's also why they're a great team is because backups can play up to a certain level. So. I'm claiming 3-0. I won't. Well, we're 3-0. We won. We could be 4-0 tonight. I'm just saying, if you want those little tidbits when we have to make an audible, you got to follow us on Twitter. Absolutely. 
congratulations, Evelyn. You were right in this as well. Yeah. And you didn't pick the Bengals. <laughs> Very true. I didn't. <laughs> I yeah. think that might have been the first one that you haven't picked Bengals in like. the Suns. And KD didn't even play. Yeah. They won. It's NBA season. Yeah. It's time to ball. Expect a lot of it. We, we talk are coming up on ball. March. It's starting to get mm. things are starting to get a little interesting. Yeah, man. SEC tournaments right around the corner here in Nashville. Very excited for that. I uh, got some things cooking in the flames for that right now, so that'll be fun. Uh, and then, yeah, March Madness is going to be here. And I'm I I said this maybe last week. I'm really I'm really so excited about this March Madness compared to past. I don't know why. There's just something in the air that I care more about it than usual. Which March Madness is always fun. But I'm I'm definitely more excited for this March Madness than I have been maybe in the last four or five. Sans the 2020 season, which didn't happen. I'm I'm interested in this one. I'm interested basically to see how quickly Tennessee gets out. <laughs> it's a race to last place for them. I Absolutely. mean, I, are they still the favorite tonight? By the way, I haven't looked. That's a quick. Question. I think by three now. No way. <laughs> no way that they are still the favorite in that game. This is a trap. Is a hundred percent is a trap. Is Tennessee due? That's the question we haven't asked. See, yet. that's stupid. They're, they've lost three or four, and I think that's more. And now they're playing the best team in the conference. By I see two and the a half. best team in the country. Actually, I see two and a half trap line. Just saying. So what would you do? I would not bet it. It's horrifying. The fact that they're favorites against Alabama. It's a trap. Yeah. Take your money and run to the Celtics in their next game. <laughs> where uh, they will be probably minus 18 all right we need to take a break when we come back Ari gerson of the tennessean will join us we're going to be talking vandy basketball also vandy baseball which kicks off i guess not kicks off i guess what is it first pitches off uh on friday tees off there you go tees off yeah but they don't use tees out there you whatever know? you know what i mean they i play they play. They're going to play some ball out there. Uh, that's going to happen this Friday against TCU in the College Baseball Showdown. You're going to be able to hear that here on National Sports Radio over our show because they start first pitch 3 p.m., 2.45 broadcast time. So we will not be on this Friday due to Vandy Baseball. We're going to talk it all about it with Aria Gerson on the other side here on the afternoon stretch. Good afternoon. Already a little bit of traffic volume has developed over here on 440 eastbound up by Nolansville Pike. It's been a mess over there on Briley Parkway northbound. Right when you come off I-40 headed over to Centennial Boulevard, we had a crazy looking car fire over there a little bit earlier. Give yourself a little bit of extra time. I hear plenty of radar out through parts of Wilson County down I-40. Buy your Ripley's annual fun pass with unlimited visits to Ripley's attractions in the Smokies for one year at the lowest price ever at Food City now through March 7th. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin P. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the 6th Annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the 6th Annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic. 
Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get a five Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks where's the beef, you tell them Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville. Bob's Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. It's a Bill King show. In Little League football, they play it all. You can't do it in college football, Bill. You got to come up with a bunch of computers and some BCS cockamamie scheme. My answer was yes. It's unique. Absolutely love. I go into my garage every day and make sure there are no dust particles on those BCS computers. I do that. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dream. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Your exclusive National Sports Radio WNSR Skyscan forecast this afternoon is going to be mostly cloudy, high 76. Cloudy tonight, showers become likely a thunderstorm in spots as well. That'll continue through Thursday. The low tonight, 62. Thursday's high 70. Cooler Friday. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist Jim Renault. Sports Radio WNSR. The Afternoon Stretch with Zach and Bruno. I would say something snarky, but I don't want to get a phone call from Zach's dad. The Afternoon Stretch, Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Hope everybody's doing well on this Wednesday, and I hope that our next guest is doing well. Aria Gerson, you can follow her on Twitter at Aria underscore Gerson, Vanderbilt beat writer for the Tennessean. Aria, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. Awesome. So first things first, because we let off the show with this, and I think people, I mean, it's just like the, it's just what happens today, right? Like it's people just have put up fake things and then people believe fake things and they go right off. Jeff Pack was rumored to be dead, the Vandy Whistler. Uh, and I saw that you put out there on Twitter. That's not true. Yeah, that is a, that tweet is from a, I guess you would call it a parody account that is pretty notorious for just making things up and putting out fake tweets. So, uh, yeah, that tweet is fake. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, which is, Has has it been a burden on your work, Aria, like having to double check accounts at this point? I mean, I feel like I, I know pretty well, like who's reliable and because, you know, I know a lot of these people, like other reporters, I know them personally. I know who, you know, has sources and who's connected, but I definitely have gotten people sometimes who ask me, like, you know, people were asking me, Hey, Aria, like, are you going to write an obituary for the whistler? And I was like, that tweet is fake. So I've definitely had to have some of those conversations. Yeah, that, that's tough. That's really tough. 
Uh, I think that we are owed an apology from Jerry Stackhouse <laughs> because obviously he blocked Bruno after we talked about the Alabama game. Oh, he but unfollowed me. I it, blocked him. Okay, yeah. that's what it is. He unfollowed Bruno after watching our show. Uh, and then they go on after we give him terrific whiteboard material. They go on a tear. Vandy basketball looks like a completely different team right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, whatever, whatever happened during that Alabama game, it, it does seem to have lit a fire under them. That's for sure. Four and zero right now since then, by the way, since that Alabama game, they've been four and zero. do you feel like that's just the team that he's starting to figure out the pieces? Because a lot of people right now, I think I saw a lot of Andy fans talk about how they're digging through old tweets to delete, you know, bad mm-hmm. <laughs> fire Jerry Stackhouse well, it tweets. was that bad, though. Well, like, I think it, is it fair to say it was that bad? The big, We lost to Grambling State. This is a tough one. Uh, I, I don't know, Aria. What, what, what are your thoughts on all of that? I certainly think it was fair to wonder whether Jerry Stackhouse was on the hot seat earlier in the season. And, you know, I don't think that it was – bad by any means but that's why i always say you know i want to see how things play out first uh and that is why you know in basketball mid-season coaching changes are not that common uh in fact they're very uncommon just for those sorts of reasons that you kind of don't really know what's going to happen next and so i think looking at it now you have a very different view of it than you did a couple weeks ago well how does vanderbilt's schedule play out towards the end of the season now because they're on this little bit of a tear do are they on the back end, I guess, of the SEC at this point, or are they still looking up to some challenges? Well, I think, you know, they have to play Kentucky at Rupp, which is always mm-hmm. a challenge, even though Kentucky isn't as good this year. It's always hard to win there. Um, they have Auburn at home, which is a pretty good team. They have Mississippi State at home, which that's a, a really good defensive team. Um that's probably going to make the tournament. And then they have LSU on the road, which is um, not LSU has, you know, been at the bottom of the SEC this year. So that one is probably a little easier, but it, it is still a road game. So, you know, I would say it's in the SEC this year, there's really only two really good teams and that's Tennessee and Alabama, mm-hmm. especially Alabama. So, I think that, you know, without those two teams on the schedule, it, it's going to be – oh, I forgot a home game against Florida too. But uh, it's going to be pretty manageable for pretty much anybody that doesn't have Tennessee or Alabama on the schedule, but it's not like it's going to be easy to win all these remaining games. Do you think there's any reasonable chance that Vanderbilt could make some noise in the SEC tournament or maybe that this tear is just kind of like an anomaly on on the Stackhouse era? I mean, I think they could make some noise in the SEC tournament. I think the problem is that if you're talking about, you know, NCAA tournament at this point, I think Vanderbilt's net and Ken Palm rankings are too low to really be seriously considered for a a bid and without winning the SEC tournament. And I think that you know, the teams that you'd need to beat to really boost the resume, there's only two of them, Tennessee and Alabama. And they did beat Tennessee once, but I think just one of those wins is not enough. I think they'd need to have multiple, and that would include having to beat one of those two teams in the SEC tournament. And um, I don't think that any of the teams remaining on their regular season schedule are enough of a marquee win Mm -hmm. to really boost that resume. 
Well, we kind of see that the SEC might not be all it's chopped up to be, as in, at least in the middle of the division of, of the SEC. This Vandy team has shown that they can compete with anybody in the league. How does it look going into next season roster-wise if they're going to stick a lot with the same? Yeah, I think that that roster is a pretty big question because, you know, with the transfer portal, you never know who's going to stick around and who's not and, you know, who's who might come in. You know, Jerry Stackhouse has liked to bring in transfers the past couple seasons. But, you know, I think the big one for sure is Liam Robbins is out of eligibility after this season. Mm -hmm. So he's for sure not coming back. Um, And obviously he's been the catalyst of a lot of the success lately. So he is one that that they're going to definitely have to find a replacement for. Talking with Ari Gerson, follow, or beat writer for Vandy for Tennessee and for covering Vandy. Man, I was all go. over on that one. <laughs> follow her on Twitter at Aria underscore Gerson. Uh, looking at the rest of the schedule, Aria, I, I'm looking at three more wins, two losses possibly for, for Vandy basketball currently. I think those two losses come Auburn and Kentucky. Kentucky on the road, if you're able to win that one, that's going to be huge. It's just tough at Rupp. Uh, that would set them at 17 and 14 on the season. And if they do move on to, let's say, Saturday somehow in the SEC tournament, uh, what does that do for the season of Jerry Stackhouse coming off the – everybody want to say last year really was a Scottie Pippen year and expected a lot of downturn from this team. What, what does that kind of record and that kind of finish do for this Vandy team? Yeah, that kind of record, I think that would get you an NIT bid for sure. I don't think it would get you an NCAA tournament bid or even really close to one, to be honest, um, just given what I said before about their metrics and their resume. But um, it, it would be, you know, sort of, a, I guess, a plateau from last year in many ways. The season played out a lot differently than last year, but just in the sense of where – the program overall was at it would be a better sec record for sure but i also think the league is maybe not quite as good as it was last year so i think that you know you have to like i think whether you think that would be good or bad depends on the person i think you'd see some probably some mixed opinions on that just because they did lose scotty pippen jr Mm -hmm. at the same time it's one of those you know if you're in the the fourth uh, season and not still really getting close that close to the tournament, that's sort of a, a could be seen as an indictment in some ways as well. So you know it does depend as well on on what the roster looks like for next season, which is just so far away that uh, it's hard to say that for for sure with any certainty. Well, and I and I guess I really mean more for how the Vandy fans would look at Jerry Stackhouse and, and the and the program as a whole. What would that kind of outlook be with that kind of finish? That not not top, not bottom though finish that that they kind of I believe they're going to be in. Yeah, like I said, I think you would see some mixed opinions on it. I think some people would, you know, appreciate the way that they turn their season around. I think some people would want more or you know there's still some people i think who've been alienated by Sackhouse walking people on twitter or some of the things like that so i do i think you'd see mixed opinions on it and you know i don't think there's necessarily one way that you would have to feel about it as a fan 
I, I think you could legitimately make like a lot of different arguments uh, that that would all be, you know, legitimate. Uh, talking with Aria Gerson, you can follow her on Twitter at Aria underscore Gerson. This Friday, though, baseball comes back. Vandy Boy's back in action against TCU. Uh, first thing I want to talk about with you on that is the reaction of Tim Corbin's thoughts on the run rule change. I want to get your thought first on what. how do you feel about the run rule uh, change for, for baseball going forward, and then Tim Corbin's, who kind of seemed like he was just – no matter what they say, I just got to do it. So I'm not allowed to have an opinion almost. That's kind of my thought on it. But what, what was your, what's your reaction to that? I honestly don't have that strong of an opinion on it. You know, I used to cover softball, college softball. They used the run rule in softball and it does make games uh, shorter. And some of the games it makes shorter are the ones that are kind of slogs, like the ones you, you are like, uh, why am I sitting through this? <laughs> so, you know, that's probably the upside, maybe fewer injuries. I think a lot of people can think of players who got hurt in blowout games, and that always sucks. You know, the downside of it is, uh, you know, what Tim Corbin brought up is that he's actually been part of a game where a team came down. It was when he was at Clemson they came from down 11 runs in the ninth inning and came back to win. So it eliminates the option of that. And, you know, it may be a few less mop-up innings to give to some of your younger pitchers or younger players who could pinch hit and things like that. So I think there's arguments on both sides of it. Ultimately, for me, I'm not really bothered by it, but I'm also not, you know, here pounding the table for it or anything either. Mm. Yeah, it, it it is interesting because it that what he was talking about that NC State Clemson game that he was he was referring to was it, it does give you that and that's what I think the the beautiful thing about baseball has always been is that basketball you can run out the clock football you can run out the clock baseball you had to play and get those three outs every single inning no matter what and a team always had a chance but to me it does bother me that that is being hurt. I know that the comeback side of that is, I don't know the percentages, but I, I have to imagine the comebacks from being down 10 are far less uh, of a, or they're probably more of a rarity than, than not. So uh, I, I, I just personally, I don't know if I like it. I understand it, but I feel icky about it. That's like the best way that I can say is that I just feel icky about the fact that they're taking one of the beautiful things about baseball that a team always has a chance no matter what. You have to earn your win all the way through. But I also understand that, like you're saying, which I, by the way, stealing your word, slog, uh, I, I love I, – I, that is the worst. That is simply the worst. I don't care if you're a coach, player, fan, sitting through a five-hour baseball game uh, because a team is just up 26 to whatever – I, I understand cutting that, you know, that time down. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, again, I I actually polled my Twitter followers on this. I said, do you like this or not? And I got pretty much equal, like, responses hmm. saying they loved it, they hated it, or they were indifferent. So I think there's a lot of mixed opinions on it. I think there's a lot of arguments on both sides, but I think that ultimately in terms of how much it actually affects the day-to-day -day of SEC baseball, I don't think you'll see that big of an effect. It's not that many games that are affected. And, you know, like I don't think this is something that, that you're going to see every day and be like, wow, this rule either really is great or really sucks. I think it's going to mostly go unnoticed. 
so let's talk a little bit about the college baseball showdown that's about to happen. Vanderbilt taking on TCU to start. Uh, what are some of the things that you're going to be watching for from from this weekend of action with Vandy starting off? And what should people be expecting from this team? Yeah, I think that it's it's three games against really, really good teams. So that's always a good litmus test to see where you're at. I think in particular, you know, the three teams that Vanderbilt's facing, I would say are probably better offensively than they are pitching wise. And that's the opposite of Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt is, I would say a lot better uh, pitching staff than it does than it is on offense. So it's kind of a stylistic clash. You know, you're going to see a lot of really good matchup stars versus stars. Uh, you know, Braden Taylor at TCU is is a player who is probably going to go in the first round this summer. Obviously, Enrique Bradfield Jr. with Vandy. Um, so, you know, Rock Riggio at Oklahoma State is a big name. Nolan McLean, also Oklahoma State. He was a preseason All-American. So there's a lot of really good players in this tournament that it will be fun to see some of those individual matchups and how they play out, but it'll also be a really good assessment of where Vanderbilt is at going into the rest of the season and also a good opportunity to bank some wins early if they're hoping to host a regional or host a super regional. And and to finish here, Aria, I uh, I read your article earlier today about your five bold predictions for Vanderbilt baseball. I'm not going to give all of them away. I just want to talk about one of them. And everybody else will have to go check out the Tennessee and to see what Aria had out there because they are terrific. Uh, but one of them, the talk to me a little bit about Vanderbilt throwing another no hitter. Ah, uh, yes. So that was one of my bold predictions: is that Vanderbilt would throw another no hitter. They've had they've thrown a no hitter in the last three completed seasons, so not counting 2020. Um, and you know, I think that the they can keep the streak going both because their pitching staff is really good and really deep. It might not be one person throwing a complete game, no hitter, but it might be, you know, another combined no hitter like last year. And I think that the run rule, which we were just talking about makes the no hitter more likely. Cause if, if the team is up big, say, you know, you're facing kind of a bottom tier team and you're up 12 to nothing, and then it only has to be seven innings, and it's still a no-hitter. So I think it would actually increase the probability of having a no-hitter because of the run rule. I love that. you got to go check out the rest of the four other ones that she has on that. Once again, you can find all her work on Tennessean.com or on Tennessean, just however you get the Tennessean. Aria, thank you so much for joining us. We always appreciate talking to you each week. Yeah, thank you for having me. Once again, follow her on Twitter at Aria underscore Gerson on Twitter. Keep up with everything with her on the Tennessee and of course covers Vandy for the Tennessee and great stuff there. We have to run to a break. If you want to jump in, maybe you have a comment, question, something Vandy related that we just talked about with Aria, jump in on the phone lines right now. 615-844-5600. Good afternoon. The traffic's on the increase. I-24 eastbound. That's what we're looking at live here at Bell Road, Hickory Hollow Parkway, continuing out through Rutherford County. Just the normal stuff right now to the north on 65 through Madison as you continue up into Goodlettsville all the way up through Robertson County, which is actually moving right now uh, fairly decent up through there on 65 around White House. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken is catering. If you haven't seen that menu in a while, log on over there to princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. 
Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. At HIMS, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. Hey, Nashville, start your day the right way with Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Bongo Java is Nashville's oldest local coffee company. Get your day started with a freshly baked muffin and wash it down with a hot cup of dark roast or hair of the dog blend. With free Wi-Fi, you can get some work done while enjoying a toasted breakfast sandwich. Beat the traffic. Treat yourself at Bongo Java Cafe, located in the lobby of the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown Music City. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. The Grizzlies are a fun team. They're a really good team. They're playing extremely well. The Grizzlies have a reputation of getting under a lot of people's skin because they are a cocky, mouthy team. They're good. They back it up. But somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to be the heel of the NBA, and probably right. they're the heel right, right. now. And I think, I think they enjoy that role. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Call now, 615-844-5600 with any criticism of the afternoon stretch. Don't worry, they're not smart enough to understand. The afternoon stretch, Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios. 
If you want to get in, 615-844-5600. Just had a terrific interview with Aria Gerson. Talked about Vandy basketball. Also talked Vandy baseball, which happens this Friday. Vandy baseball back in action against TCU in the College Baseball Showdown down in Texas. So you'll be able to hear that here on National Sports Radio. 3 p.m. first pitch, 245 broadcast start. We will not have a show on Friday, Bruno. I was waiting for the music. I was like, is this going to go on the entire segment? I kind of like it. I kind of like I'd it. I'd be fine with it. I'm not mad at it. I love Anyways. it when Devlin lets the music just ride. No, I'm pretty – I uh, feel like I have like a theme song. Yeah. Vandy Baseball, I'm not I'm not the biggest baseball fan, but I do get pumped up for some Vandy Baseball, especially for their, their eventual playoff run. Last year was tough because we did drop – every game to Tennessee, so it was hard to be extremely optimistic going into the postseason, which obviously, but it's a whole new season, whole new story. We'll see how it goes. Baseball's weird, though, when you drop, like, because in baseball, sometimes you'll drop a game to, like, just some random team. Like, I think Vanderbilt was dropping series last season to, like, Georgia, like, just the craziest teams, right? So I, uh, I will say this. Tennessee cannot beat Vandy the way that they did last year. They Vandy cannot let it happen. Like, oh, you no, lo- no, no. lose every other game. You cannot let Tennessee beat you again like that. Vandy baseball, if you if you lose to Tennessee like that again and just get swept through the whole season. It's bad for the brand. Terrible. Tennessee, or terrible has, for the brand. Vanderbilt has an extremely massive national brand. I mean, kids and their baseball, they'll be walking around their mini Vandy jerseys. It's like mm-hmm. it's like Duke or UNC for basketball kids, mm-hmm. you know? It's, it's different. So, you definitely – you, you, but hey, lose two to three to four seasons of those in a row, and it, it's when it starts it piling up like that. Yeah, like it, you, it takes everything away. Because I understand, I understand the Bandy fans out there that will talk about national champions, and I get it. You get to you get to use your national championships as leverage, but that doesn't get to last. You don't get to hold on to that and then keep losing to your rival, which it's Tennessee. Tennessee's the rival. No, I, and they're also good. Their base, but their their baseball program, whatever you think about Vitello, whatever you think about how they run stuff, they play ball. No, they are good. Absolutely, it's the same way. Like when Tennessee, they're having all this success, but if Vandy ever beats them, like one, like it was Vandy basketball. Exactly, Vandy basketball. Vandy basketball won for the first time in what eleven meetings, and they're like, you can't be pumped up about this. It's the first time. Of course, I can, and I can't have that same energy with Vandy baseball, where I'm like, oh, win a natty, win a natty. No, if you beat us, you beat us. You mm-hmm. know, that's something you got to face the music of. Yeah, so. That that is one thing this year, and and Tim Corbin, stoic, you know what I mean. He's not gonna he's not gonna rise. Either that and, retired, but. <laughs> but I think he is. That's definitely in his mind. Yeah. That that week, uh, that that series is, that's probably high. Whether it's highlighted physically or figuratively, it's highlighted in the mind of Tim Corbin coming up. Highlight. It was Van. <laughs> it's hilarious because Vandy baseball has been like the biggest tease for Vanderbilt fans for the longest time and then basketball just hit this random streak I mean football was struggling basketball was in the absolute gutters in January and people like please please baseball save us but now there's a sense of optimism around everything with Vandy and breaking ground on Vandy United so both of the in season so far for football basketball this season have been Welcome surprises. Yeah. Well, basketball, football, we knew what it was and how long a turnover can be to generate some success. And basketball, that was like deserved like rock bottom, like four years in of your tenure, losing to Grambling State. Like that's that's Derek Mason writing on the wall like you, you might have to leave talk. So I don't think you can put yourself in the lowest hole, dig yourself out of it and give yourself a ribbon. Is that fair? Mm. No, that's fair. 
That so it's fun now though. Hey, beat Tennessee, whatever. <laughs> if, they make, if they make a real run in the SEC tournament and Alabama slips and Tennessee slips and if Vandy finds themselves, because look, they're beating SEC talent pretty handedly now. Florida, Ole Miss, South Carolina, Tennessee, bang, drop, drop, drop. I mean, and you don't have to face the Alabama. You don't have to face the Tennessee. Something happens. Yeah, they could lose to another team. They could win the tournament and they, they get the bid that way. I'm just saying it's here in Nashville too. No, like, people are people are definitely starting to think that. Like you could say, oh, it's not going to happen because it's just not going to happen. But that's crazier things have happened. I think Kentucky playing. Oh, how how are they going to play away at Kentucky? That, that that's dude. Rupp test. is going to be tough if they win that one. That playing at Adolph Rupp Stadium is tough. Yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. but if they win that one, that's that's when I can. You're justified in thinking like we have a chance at the tournament. A hundred percent. I mean, I, I think you have a chance at the tournament if you you could play your way into a – and we'll talk about this with Blake Lovell because he's much wiser about this than I am. Uh, we'll talk about that at 525 today. But uh, if you if they win out, let's just say they win out because they're on a streak, right? If you're going to have a streak, you're going to have a streak. You win out this week. You beat Auburn. You beat Kentucky. You beat the teams you're supposed to beat. And then you have a good tournament run. Say they don't even win it. Could they still get in with that? Probably not, but it's there is a very, 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 very small possibility. Maybe so. some other teams lose. Maybe, you know, I mean, I'm just saying, there's a world. It would be nice to see Vanderbilt back in the SEC tournament. Well, they'll be in the SEC or NCAA tournament. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- NCAA. They're definitely going to be there. I can tell you that. They're going to play in that SEC yeah. tournament. It's also – Will hey, they play good? Hey, also, it's also impressive how bad South Carolina is at basketball. Yeah. That was <laughs> – Well, considering awful. how bad they are men's, but they're women's number one in the country. Like, they're a dominant program in, in women's basketball. Just – how does that not translate? UConn was like that for a little bit too, mm-hmm. which is weird. Uh, all right, we need to run to a break. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. We want to talk to you back after this here on the afternoon stretch. Good afternoon. Trying to finish the paperwork on an earlier wreck over here on Briley Parkway just before Centennial Boulevard. It's heavy where you would expect this time of the afternoon. I-40 out through Wilson County through the Mount Julian area. Still looks good. 65 south of Nashville down through Williamson County uh, all the way down into Spring Hill. Hey, Snapdragon Hemp. Serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products across the nation. Check them out online for your order at snapdragon420.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. Call 800-715-9880. That's right. Annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. Call 800-715-9880. That's 800-715-9880. Sponsored by Annuity General, producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. 
Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first-time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. You're staunch Titans fan, season ticket holder, Tim yep. Kelly is OC. Your reaction? Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> oh, I hate that so Well, all right. Some more uh, tight end bubble screens, right? This sucks, man. Yeah, this is live reaction, dude. I had no idea. Yeah, trash, man. I hate it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. The afternoon stretch. Eventually, they'll have music beds for men. Staring at the bracketology. Joe Lenardi's list. There's a world. There's a world. Vandy basketball. If they're able to just... they I mean, they have to win out. That's a must. If they win out, Stackhouse extension was justified. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. They went out, and that should be the – so, NCAA tournament or not, because let's be real, Vanderbilt gets an NCAA tournament. What are what are the goals, expectations? Like, they're not going to win it. I, no, I don't think so. But getting it'd into nice. it, oh, nice. going from what you did last year in the NIT, and really not even that, just from this season, the start to it, and then what – I mean, people – it would be it would be a Cinderella story of they lose by 60 to Alabama to then turn their season around. Mm-hmm. You know, like, people write books about less, <laughs> you know? So, it, there, there is a world. And it's actually pretty right, – right now in the bubble, last four in, Mississippi State. They're, they're sitting last four in on Lenardi. You could – you know who the last game of the season would be? Who? Mississippi State for Vandy. That's, that's, that's the final. Yeah. Uh, at, <laughs> at, 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 here in Nashville. I love I loved your saying like people write books for less because every politician in the world's like here's my book <laughs> my struggling journey to save America there's like five hundred of them my dad was rich and a lawyer and I went to Yale and my friends were all rich and uh, that was awesome I know struggle <laughs> <laughs> struggle is my first name <laughs> uh, but no there there's just a world where maybe that last game is like wildly crucial. 
Yeah. Wildly crucial. We'll see. That'd be a nice conversation with Arya going into that week. Well, Blake, too. Yeah. Blake coming up just now. Is Blake a fan of any team? I think he's like a Trevecca fan. That's oh, good to okay. ask him. I think that's what he's a fan of. He likes mid-majors. He's yeah. a mid-major guy. He's kind of like a, uh, an, uh, a hippie, like, indie basketball fan. You know what I mean? Like, if you are putting him in that world. He likes deep underground cut stuff, you know? He's not He's not with the trendy. Yeah. Fair enough. Watch me ask, and he's like, I love Duke. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, I forgot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you want to jump in, first hour is done. We have a second hour coming up, 615-844-5600. Blake Lovell will join us. 525 in that second hour, but phone lines wide open. We want to talk to you. First hour's done. Second hour coming up. ABC News, I'm Brian Clark. Life without parole for the man who fatally shot 10 black people in a Buffalo supermarket last May. Judge Susan Egan told Peyton Gendron there's no mercy or second chances for his white supremacist beliefs. The damage you have caused is too great, and the people you have hurt are too valuable to this community. Gendron pleaded guilty in November to murder charges and one count of domestic terrorism. NATO allies held talks in Brussels on new ways to boost Ukraine's defensive weapons and readiness as the war approaches the one-year mark. Vice President Mike Pence speaking today in Minneapolis on parental rights issues. He also went on the record saying he'll fight the special counsel subpoena related to the investigation into former President Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election. That led to the January 6th attack. Pence told the crowd his fight against the DOJ subpoena concerns the separation of powers. This is ABC News. Do you know what people see when they Google you? Search engines don't always get it right. And when they're wrong, it's your reputation on the line. So what do you do when you don't agree with your search results? Call Reputation Defender at 800-401-6681. Reputation Defender by Norton is one of the most trusted names in online reputation repair. We have over a decade of experience in fixing people's search results, and we can help you too. Using cutting-edge approaches, Reputation Defender pushes unflattering information down to lower pages of your search results, where few people ever look. We also promote the good stuff so that it rises to the top, letting you put your best foot forward. Your good name is too valuable to leave to the whims of a Google algorithm. You owe it to yourself to take control with Reputation Defender. Visit www.reputationdefender.com or call 800-401-6681 for free advice on your situation. 800-401-6681. That's 800-401-6681. WNSR. Welcome to Smashville, home of the biggest hits in hockey and the loudest parties on Broadway. Join us at Bridgestone Arena Thursday, February 16th as your Nashville Predators take on the Boston Bruins. And don't miss Saturday, February 18th against the Florida Panthers. You do not want to miss these games. Purchase your tickets today at NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. That's NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. We can't wait to see you back inside Bridgestone Arena. Let's go Preds! The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. The, these things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. Hey, and by the way, I could. 
because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville's Sports Radio. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. Okay, it's happening. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Sure. Stay calm. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the Afternoon Stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now, here's Bruno and Zach. The afternoon stretch, second hour. Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. If you want to get involved, we want to talk to you. 615-844-5600. Here in the second hour, 525, we're going to have Blake Lovell. He's going to join us, managing editor for the southeastern14.com talk all things college basketball with him soon to be the 16 yeah they're gonna change the name i guess they would have to i think i asked somebody about that a while ago and yeah i'm pretty sure they they might they just have to you know what i mean like it's did you see i saw this a couple days ago i don't know if i uh text the group chat or or what but it was the redivision because sankey's already talked about this um how they might go to, yeah, how they're going to do. Because there's no way they're going to add, add both those teams to the West. Right. So, a hypothetical division. I think I saw on three uh, put this out. And so, the West. Would, Alabama and Auburn moved to the East, maybe? So, yeah. So, West would be Arkansas, LSU, Mississippi, Mississippi State, Missouri, Oklahoma, Texas, Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. And then the East. Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, South Carolina, Tennessee, Vanderbilt. They get two, and Missouri, and we get Alabama, Auburn. There's there's an odd team missing out in the East, isn't there? That was in the West. Maybe not. Okay. No, I think you were right there on it, the way you said it. I mean, it makes sense geographically, but if Alabama's in the East, Vanderbilt will truly never in my lifetime win the SEC East. It just won't happen. It just won't happen. Alabama won't? No, Vanderbilt won't. Oh, Vanderbilt. Okay. I was I misheard you. Alabama's in the East. We're not winning that thing ever. <laughs> yeah, that one would be tough. That'd be tough. I like the pods. Go back to the pods. Put us with Tennessee, Kentucky, Missouri. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> That's a death pod right there. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna have to do something because there's just too many stinking teams. Yeah. Too many, and, it's it already doesn't make sense because Alabama, Auburn's both in the West, Missouri's in the East. 
one's like 300 miles west, I'm pretty sure. That's Missouri. Missouri's way more west than any of them. Yeah, it geographically lines out. I mean, if you look at it, they, they, they separate it. The way it is, it like creates that line down the middle. Should make it honky-tonk on the right and just cowboy division on the <laughs> left. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's also crazy that like when you look at the southeast on a map, and you put a circle and just barely include Ohio State in that circle, they're like your national champion, like the, like the last 10 years yeah, or whatever, well, has sorry. been just from this whole circle. It's also crazy. <laughs> when you showed me that map right there, it looks like the ones they had of the Civil War in school when the Union cut the South in half. <laughs> that's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, uh, that's virtually what's happening. It's virtually what's happening, but there's just too many teams. There's yeah. too many teams. Oklahoma and Texas were good additions. They'll be they are. Good. Hey, guess what? Be ready when it's Southeast Conference, Southeast Division, and all those teams are under one because all the teams are now in the SEC. No, I really don't. I think – and there's still teams that in the Southeast Geographic region that would make sense, like a Clemson, Miami, Florida State. Mm-hmm. Who am I even forgetting? There's a million. You could go with the Virginias, honestly, and probably get away with Southeast. Yes. So – yeah. There's still a lot of teams out there. Louisville technically could be out there. Um, That's yeah. That that would be like, okay, we'll add you too. You yeah. know what I mean? There's a million schools in Texas that could still count Baylor. Like there's so there's a lot they could still do if they wanted to expand the conference. But you're not gonna. T- they've they've hit most of the markets. But I mean, if you have in the Big Ten, right? Like you <laughs> Big have, Ten. Hey, with they're Big getting Ten's UCLA and and USC. That's a joke. If they can do that, then why can't you know Oregon join the SEC at that point? I don't know. I don't. You know what I'm saying? Well, this is my boomer side coming out. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying. This yeah. is it's the same way. Michigan I make and fun Ohio of State could people. join SEC. You would hate that, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you, nut boy? Oh man, I would love to win the SEC. <laughs> That'd be so much fun just to rub never, it in your faces. It would never happen. Uh, no, it, it would be a lot of years until that would happen. It'd be a big wake up call. What are your thoughts on that too though with uh, the way Big Ten's growing that way in? Um I think getting USC and UCLA is just stupid. I I, I can't stand that. What are y'all the Big 13 now? That's what y'all are? Yeah. Well, Give they were past take. Big Ten, yeah, right? They were, they were I think they're past. the Big yeah. 11 or something like that. <laughs> but it doesn't roll off the tongue nicely, you know? And you can't spell big very well without it being no. 1-0, so. But yeah, I mean, just get more Midwestern teams if you're going to do anything. But, Ooh. I mean, I guess. Yeah, they suck. I know. That's the point I'm Let's getting to. Let's add flyover is, states to our market. <laughs> USC and UCLA. At least USC is a good team to add. UCLA, I think, is going to be on a downward trend now after DTR leaves. I don't really know what they have upcoming. And if Chip Kelly's still going to be there, maybe they are decent. But, I mean, it's it's not really that MTSU could have joined y'all and threw some competition. MTSU is pretty good. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. they could have joined and been. Way more competition than what you're going to see out of, like, UCLA. Or Purdue. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I mean, Minnesota, too, if I'm putting it on there, too. Minnesota sucks. Frauds. Oh, frauds, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That was like PJ Washington in the Pac-12. Yes. That was yes. like the Washington of the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Y'all aren't P.J. Fleck believers? No. That guy, I've I don't heard, even know who he is. Oh, he was <laughs> he was like undefeated at like Western Michigan. And that, that was like the thing that propelled him. Then he went to it's Minnesota. Like, he was a candidate for every job during that coaching cycle. And I heard he essentially runs a cult at Minnesota. So that's good for him. It's uh, it's like Thanos when he's talking to Scarlet Witch. And she's like, you took everything from me. He's like, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a bar. <laughs> Devlin, what? I do think the Big Ten significantly gets better with the coaching changes they added, at least with Nebraska and Wisconsin. I mean, it's not strictly going to be 
at least for the next three years, it's still going to be Ohio State and Michigan up there. But I think Nebraska, Penn State, hopefully Michigan State, and for sure Wisconsin. When does UCLA and UC USC officially join? Because it's years. sooner. Yeah, it's sooner than Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it is. Because okay. I think I'll it's like five it years until Texas. Till they're in because of TV rights and all this different stuff. It's weird. It's weird to me that that I remember they're going to be sooner in than uh, Texas and Oklahoma will be. Not this upcoming season. I know that. I think the season after mm. is when they're yeah. in there. And well, I'll be compl- that season's going to be weird. I mean, get get ready for college football the way that you thought it was to be completely different. Because not only that, then you'll have the twelve team college football playoffs Just that get year too. Rid of conferences. I yes. Let the SEC absorb every team and then just turn it into a professional football because it is players are getting paid. There you go. Uh, 615-844-5600. If you want to jump in, we want to talk to you. Adam in Portland. Adam, how are you doing, buddy? Dude, it's been a long time. I know. I, I mean, I'm going to start just calling you while we're on the show because you don't call us. I would appreciate that, and I'm sorry. Hey, I wanted to <laughs> say, uh, Bruno, man, congratulations on your retirement, bro. Oh, thanks. And to be honest, it's been awesome. I like just the mental weight of not having to go uh, destroy my body has been great. So I like chilling. <laughs> well, I've been following you and you're like, yeah, my workouts have been the best it's ever been. I'm having the, I'm like, well, damn, that's the, that's the, that's what was supposed to happen then, man. So I'm happy for you. Uh, I haven't heard a whole lot as far as, uh, Aaron Rodgers talk, man. I think so. If the, if he becomes the Titans' quarterback, are you guys going to talk about them more? Like that, that should be easily an hour and forty-five of your two-hour show. If this dude becomes quarterback, well, if Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers is in Nashville, I want to go and just get absolutely like blasted with him. You know, I want to go see the stars and the moons, and the I want to go <laughs> do the black rooms with him. I'll do all that. You know, we could be well, homies. Will you? Oh, absolutely, uh, Adam. I'll tell you this. Uh, and I and I'm not I'm not like setting up a bit. If if Aaron Rodgers becomes the Titans quarterback, I'll quit radio. <laughs> it's not happening. I, I understand you- it. I understand it. I I do not believe that's going to happen with every fiber of my being. But what if it did? That's all, <laughs> That's all time This coming. show's done, Adam. Do you understand me? My career's over, and I'm going to call you, and we're going to work together doing construction or something. All right? We're going into business together. That's what we're going to do. But why has it got to be construction? All right, check this out. This is all I'm saying. I think, and I hate him. Let me say that out loud. And first and foremost, I hate him. I think he is uh, the weirdest dude in the world, but not like good weird. I like, I like good weird. I like strange. I don't like... I'm a billionaire, but at the same time, I'm going to act like everybody owes me something, and I'm smarter than everybody while also telling you about these drug of choices that I have that are that are freaking weird and, you know, how I can just meditate myself into hallucinating. And, you know, like, I hate him. But at the same time, he throws the football real hard. Like, that's that's the crazy thing. You're blessed with knowing how to throw a football real hard so you can be as weird as you want to be, dude. It's just – it's just a shame, man. Yeah, I've Aaron Rodgers. Personally, I think he's not a very good person. Like personally, if Aaron Rodgers didn't have that arm, he would one hundred percent be doing multi-level marketing like Amex. Like you know those. I see some. People, what were the knife salesman? What was that? Like Knifeco or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he'd be yeah. He would be he'd be all about that. He would be in sales. Aaron Rodgers would be in sales because he could he could guilt you into 
He'd probably do life insurance at a bank or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I'm in sales, and I feel like he would be like the salesman that people would see coming. Like, oh, it's that weird guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> what the hell is he going to talk about today? Yeah, no, exactly. I, I, it's not going to happen. And this is something too, Adam. Uh, I think Titans fans need to wrap their head around this. I, I talked about this yesterday about Derek Carr. Uh, if Aaron Rodgers comes to Tennessee, I do not think the Titans are better for it. Is Aaron Rodgers better than Ryan Tannehill? Yes, he is. Is Derek Carr better than Ryan Tannehill? I think Derek Carr is better than Ryan Tannehill right now. Uh, the problem is, and I think Titans fans have a tough time realizing this, and then maybe the Titans even have a tough time realizing it, they are not the power structure to be like, okay, what can Aaron Rodgers do for us? Aaron Rodgers would look at the Titans and say, what are you going to do for me? Offensive line is terrible. Your best asset is a running back, and you have no wide receivers for me to throw to. Why would I want to come to Tennessee when there are much better options in the NFC South or whatever other team that you want to think An of? An asset is implies something's trending upwards, and Derrick Henry's trending downwards. And so, so it, that I think Titans fans, in the way we talk about it, has to change a little bit because the Titans aren't the ones that are like, you know, who want me? That's not it. The Titans are the ones that are like, okay, we need to start please, proving. Please, please, please. Please, please, White, please come here and make us better. It's not – and the team won't get better unless they really make some serious moves this offseason right now. And I don't know if they're going to. What with- about Rand? Rand could do it, right? Like, I, that's what I'm thinking too, man. Like, I and I, I'll let you guys go. But, look, if, if who's going to be the quarterback then? I, I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers is. I bet he's 99% sure that he's not coming here. But who's going to play quarterback here? I, I don't think it could automatically be Tannehill because I keep hearing that everywhere. It's just it says Tannehill. Well, it's February, and we lost seven games in a row. So I put it on Tannehill that not number one, you got to stay on the field, which he's done a good job four or five years he's been here. But then when it counted, we didn't have him or he didn't play well. So who's gonna who's gonna play quarterback for the Titans then, man? If you're not gonna if you're not gonna let me fantasize about that weirdo <laughs> coming here, then you got to give me a quarterback. The Rock played quarterback in that one movie, right? We could probably get him out there. What movie? The Rock? Yeah, he was with that one Disney Channel girl or Nickelodeon girl. Oh, movie. the game plan. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just. Out of left field. Hey, Adam, appreciate the call. I'll say this. I understand. I understand Titans fans and, and your thoughts right now. Derek Carr, hey, I'll take care of Carr if he's willing to take a pay cut, but I'm not paying Derek Carr $40 million. Titans are telling you what's happening right I'm now. I'm not going to let the Titans. I'm not letting the, Tyson, the Titans get Carson Wentz. Or Tyson. Or Tyson Wentz. Or Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers. We're not the Colts. We can't. It's, it's happened well, in our division. It's all moot, Bruno. It's all moot. The Titans are telling you what they're going to do. They're, they're, they're being very obvious with what they're going to do. The obvious thing is they're going to try to bring back Ryan Tannehill. They're not try. They, they can bring him back. And they're going to go one more year of just run the ball with Derrick Henry. That's the sad truth of the matter. They're going to do the exact same thing they did for the last three years, and they're going to force it down the fans' throats again. That's what they're going to do. Hiring Tim Kelly is the clear and obvious. And I say hire promoting because that's what they did they promoted him to OC bringing Tim Kelly in when there was all of these other options out there uh what was it what did the Ravens do uh, Todd Munkin from Georgia that was an option you never heard anybody you never heard and frankly 
other than what rumor mill was going on, you never really heard any actual concrete evidence that the Titans were trying to pick up solid OCs. There was never that rumor out there. Other than speculation on what fans may have wanted or maybe a media member wanted, there was never any concrete like these interviews are happening with real OCs. We have not heard any of those. There was no rumors because there weren't any because they want to do the exact same thing. And that is the number one problem with the Titans that they want to run into that brick wall over and over again until they can finally break well, through. Well, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a brick wall when we were, when we were in the conference championships, it wasn't a brick wall. It was a solid, it was a solid because it was new, right? No, no, that was four it, it doesn't matter ago. if something's new or not. It works. The chief, what do the chiefs do? Super different. They check down the, they do Kelsey. Everyone makes fun of like going to tight end on a screen. But they have Kelsey. a generational quarterback, right? Which the Titans aren't going to find outside possibly and we a draft. Have a but even that's hard, back. right? We have a generational running back. Older. He's not. I don't think he's a. He was. He was a generational running back. He's still going to be good. Don't take away what I'm saying is he's going to be bad. But he's not going to be a 2,000 yard Derrick Henry again. That's not going to happen. No, I know, but I'm just saying. What do we have? What else do we have? Like this is Nothing. just where the Titans. This is just where the Titans are at. It's a rebuild, and they're but they're not going to act like it, and they're going to try to force the same thing again. It's not, it's not until everybody's fired. It's not a rebuild, but Rand Carthen's going to have to find a new coach in a couple of years. We're in a transition phase. I I, I truly believe that, and I, and I like Mike Vrabel. I do, but you got to change, man. You got you got to you got to adapt, and that's not happening with this offensive style. If and once again. There's a lot of offseason. There's a lot of offseason, Bruno. Well, the they could, sucks. They could change that, right? That could change going forward. They could make some big signings. They could make some big moves in the draft. They could do these things. And we could. all I'm saying could be completely moot, and it wouldn't be a topic anymore. But I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen with what they've been doing so far. The Titans need every single position outside of right tackle and running back. Like, we We suck! <laughs> we you don't play for him. I, I I very much enjoyed Titans and uh well here's the sad part. The Titans, even when they were good, <laughs> boring. The Titans even when they were playing well at the beginning of the season, minus like what, the Bills game. <laughs> like it's just a hard watch right now. Titans Titans don't get me as motivated. When AJ Brown was on the team, they were fun <laughs> to watch. Uh AJ Brown was awesome. Everyone's like he's a fun. drama queen, he's a I'd take those days back any hey. I mean, it's like that crazy ex girlfriend that you think about. When you're when you're watching your wife walk down the aisle and you're like, oh, I miss the rage, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like an unmarried man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Titan. Every Titans fan would welcome back AJ Brown with open arms. I don't care what anyone says. They would all welcome back AJ Brown with wide open, loving arms because of what they had to watch over this last year. Without him, it's bad. It's real bad. Uh, 615-844-5600. I meant that, too. Aaron Rodgers and the Titans, I quit. How about that? Consider that my resignation. It's not happening. It's not. That's how confident I am to that. That's how confident. Uh, when we come back, Blake Lovell is going to join us, and we're going to talk some college basketball with Blake Lovell. You're going to love to hear it on the other side here on the Afternoon Stretch. 
Good afternoon. Clearing that earlier wreck on Bradley Parkway northbound right when you come off I-40 headed over towards Centennial Boulevard. Picked up even more in the last 10-15 minutes as we check it out now on 24 from Bradley all the way out towards Murfreesboro as you continue 24 through Rutherford County. Plenty of radar in Rutherford and Coffee County. Saw some also maybe an hour, hour and a half ago, some radar uh, parts of Wilson County up and down I-40. Hey, buy your Ripley's annual fun pass with unlimited visits to, uh, to all Ripley's attractions in the Smoky Mountains for one year at the lowest price right now at Food City. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out? ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities. They make complex simple. Whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business, ABS Communications is here to help all your business telecom and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and establishing a long long-term relationship of trust through transparency and accountability. ABS Communications is a top five AT&T authorized agent with over 200 years of AT&T technical experience. You can call Mark and the gang at 615-349-8588 or you can visit their website at abscomcomm.net. And remember, mention the McFarland Show to ABS and you could get up to $250 in a Visa gift card for new ABS business customers. individuals and businesses with tax problems. Listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control of your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank accounts, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problem now by calling the experts at U.S. Tax Shield and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new law that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. U.S. Tax Shield offers a price protection guaranteed quote to get you protected today. U.S. Tax Shield is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, so call now, 800-785-9132. That's 800-785-9132. U.S. Tax Shield, 800-785-9132. When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. If you can have a fair criticism of me for what I'm about to say, if you get into the playoff enough, one of these years you're going to catch lightning in a bottle. The Titans missing the playoff this year was absolutely inexcusable, right? They had a team we knew was good enough to get to the divisional or conference rounds, and then you just catch lightning in a bottle or you have the two best games of your life, and all of a sudden you're in the Super Bowl. That's a good goal for the Titans. The Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. The Afternoon Stretch with Zatch Williams and some dude named after a 1940s cartoon baby who is in reality a gangster on the run from the police. The Afternoon Stretch, Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios. 
Now our weekly chats with Blake Lovell, managing editor for the Southeastern14.com and one of the biggest brains in just college basketball, period. Follow him on Twitter at the Blake Lovell. Blake, I, I've known you for a couple years now, more than a couple years, but I don't know this. Bruno asked me this question last hour. Who who are you a fan of in college basketball? I know the funny answer is Alabama, but who or Auburn, but who is who are you a fan of? I root for all teams. Um, ah, Lance. <laughs> this is a civil answer, right? Like I have to give that answer, don't I? So, um, if you're if you're an Alabama fan, I root for Alabama. If you're an Auburn fan, I root for. I don't honestly, guys. I don't really root for anyone. Like I, I root for good games and better officiating. That's what I root for more than anything. So. I, you know what? As somebody who says the exact same thing about the SEC, when people tell me I'm like a Vandy fan and all this stuff, just because I do a show with Bruno, uh, I agree with you because I don't root for any SEC team. Period. That's nice of you guys. You guys hope everyone has fun, plays well. I hope every other campus yeah. gets hit by an ICBM. <laughs> so it is what it is. We're just different. We're just different people, I guess. Just, yeah. Uh, this is always a great part of the show, Blake, where we could say everything's parody and everything's jape. Uh, all right. Yeah. So let's talk about tonight because I'm. I'm bum-fuzzled. I don't get to use that word often. Uh, oh, we're Blake. going somewhere. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, I don't get to use the word bum-fuzzled a lot, but I like to throw it out when I'm bum-fuzzled. And uh, I'm bum-fuzzled about Alabama-Tennessee. How in the world is Tennessee three-point favorites going into this game? I wish I had the answer. Um, I don't know because I think Alabama is um, – I mean, they're 12-0 and over a reason. Still haven't given up more than 69 points in an SEC game. Nice. Um, nice. Uh, they've won 10 of their 12 SEC games by double digits. And, yeah, they're the underdog. I, I think it's, you know, obviously from a betting standpoint, there are reasons for that. Uh, you can look at historical stuff for teams in this spot, you know, like in Alabama or like in Tennessee who is coming off of these two losses. I think – I wouldn't be quick to overreact to these last two games for Tennessee, because as I said to someone earlier, you play, I mean, let's be honest, guys, you play the last two games out 10 times, Vanderbilt and Missouri. You play that ending sequence out in both. I, both of them happening at the, in back-to-back games, you're getting that no other times out of 10. Like that's a one out of 10 situation. Mm. Um, and so I don't think I would completely overreact to that aspect, but I think it's fair to overreact a little bit to Tennessee's offense at times. And what it's doing is putting a lot of pressure on their defense, right? Like they didn't have a problem scoring against Missouri, but they couldn't stop Missouri from making shots. And, you know, kind of the same way with Vanderbilt. Like Vanderbilt just made some tough shots. And at some point you, you go from just dominating everyone defensively, you're holding people to under 50 points. And it's just a ridiculous margin, which we've talked about before. That has to end at some point. It's kind of ended here recently. And now you play probably the best offensive team in the league, team that still hasn't lost, team that doesn't really back down from anyone. Yeah, good luck, I guess. That's um, Vegas always knows what I say, and apparently they know something. So, it, What could they know, though? You know, that that's the thing is there's got to be – the fix is in, right? Like – this doesn't make any – there's zero There's zero common sense along this. And I, I can't – like, and, and, and Blake, I, I truly do believe you're one of the best minds in college basketball out there. Like, this doesn't make any sense to you either. Like, it, it, what could they possibly do? And I understand what you're saying. The Vanderbilt and, and Missouri games, if you ran it back, would that happen again? They did happen. And I think there's a real reason that Tennessee's finding themselves in this. 
But it it just feels like Alabama, I mean, what short change is happening here that they could possibly lose? Because this is the number one team in the country. That is not the favorite just because they're on the road. I don't it just doesn't make it doesn't compute. Maybe I'm overthinking it too much. Well, I mean, in Tennessee's without one of their better players too, right? Like they're without Josiah Jordan James, he's out. Julian Phillips, I know, is questionable. It sounds like he's going to play out. I can't say that for sure. but Their line's um, gone up, though. They were two and a half at the yeah. start of the show and now three and a half as I'm looking at it. <laughs> well, I mean, again, let's let's keep this in mind. Alabama has had one of those outlier games, um, you know, not that long ago. That's the Oklahoma game we're talking about. Mm-hmm. That was about three weeks ago. And so if you're, you're using, like, predictive – metrics and all this other stuff that I just don't really read a whole lot into. Um, that's one thing you could point out because in, look, as we said, people who, who place these odds, they're looking at historically, not just Alabama versus Tennessee. They're looking at this same setup over the years. Like what has happened Has the, you know, the underdog team in Tennessee, who by the way, is still a top 10 team, mm-hmm. you know, have they, historically found a way to win this kind of game, let's say coming off of two tough losses. Like they can run all that, right? Like that's why they, they are who they are. Like they can run all of the, every little tiny detail of what this scenario looks like. And so that to me is the only reason that you can put it in that. And, and I'll say this too, like, you know, Alabama is everybody's biggest game now because they're the number one team in the country. And every game Alabama plays right now is the biggest game of the season for the other team. Like, this is Tennessee's mm-hmm. biggest yeah. game of the season for a lot of reasons um, because they've lost two in a row. They haven't played well in two weeks, and they're getting the number one team in the country with a chance to end their unbeaten streak. So that's all I got. Like, that's the only reason, you know, if you're asking me, I, I'm picking Alabama because I, I pick the team I trust more, and right now I trust Alabama more than I trust Tennessee. Talking with Blake Lovell. You can follow him on Twitter at TheBlakeLovell, managing editor for Southeastern14.com. I want to I want to jump uh, over now to the other team in Tennessee. Talking about Vandy, they are on a hot streak right now, and the rest of the schedule plays out. Obviously, Auburn, LSU on the road at LSU, Florida on the road at Kentucky, Mississippi State. We were talking about this at the end of the last hour. That looking at the first uh, or last four in in uh, the bracketology right now for Lenardi, he has Mississippi State in there. I see a world that if Vandy, which is on a hot streak, continues their hot streak, wins out the rest of their season, and then has a good showing in the SEC tournament, do you see a way they get into uh, get a bid into the uh, March Madness? Yeah, I think what what Vandy is up against is the again the the metrics uh, are are lovable metrics is what Vandy has as a challenge right now because. They're 89 in the net, and you know, with only five games to go, making up 30 spots or so, it's going to be a challenge, I think, to to do that. And again, that's assuming you even you're winning all those games. Um, and, and the problem is the LSU game, in all honesty, is pro- would probably send them backwards versus forwards, no matter whether win the game or lose the game, it would matter because LSU just is falling fast in that category. So, I, I think it's. Maybe you can go four and one, win three games in the SEC tournament. The better scenario is go five and zero oh the rest of the way, which would mean they're ending the season on a nine-game winning streak, which would just be absurd. Uh, but the way they're playing, in all honesty, it's not that unreasonable when you look at their schedule: Auburn, Florida, Mississippi State at home, 
All three are winnable if Vanderbilt is playing the way they've been playing recently. At LSU, certainly winnable. At Kentucky, certainly winnable uh, based on Kentucky, where they're at right now. I just think the problem is going to be, you know, Ken Palm, they're 90. As I said, Net, they're 89. The computers don't love them, uh, even on this winning streak, because of what they had done to this point. Uh, because remember, this is a 10 and 12 team two weeks ago. And so I, it's very unlikely, and that's why I kind of put that out on Twitter last night. I'm like, look, they're not on the bubble. But it's at least interesting to think about what happens if they go 5-0 and in these last five games, or 4-1 and and have a good run in the SEC tournament. Um, it seems like a slim chance of that happening, but I think they would at least make it interesting if they were to go 5-0 and or 4-1. and But it's really just a matter of how far up can you really move and can you really move up 30-ish spots um, with these five opponents you have left. That's that's what would worry me, even in a scenario where they, they went out. So. Then who are the big teams in the SEC? Not you know, obviously we got Alabama and Tennessee, but outside of that, where's the cutoff? Because I guess after those two, you get into a tier of Kentucky, Auburn, A and M, and then maybe Missouri. Where where's that cutoff for bid teams with the SEC? Well, I mean, Alabama and Tennessee are locks. Everybody else still somehow I'm still saying this two weeks later. Everybody else can still play their way out. Like, it's crazy to think. And I think actually Missouri, despite losing by, what, 33 last night at Auburn, they may actually still be closer than the rest of the group. Wow. Because um, it's crazy to think about that. But the, the thing is, like, Missouri, what they have going for them right now, and Missouri fans listening to this can knock on wood because they have a, <laughs> they have a clean sheet in, like, the quad two, three, four range. So their losses are quad one losses, which – the computers are not going to really knock you for that much for that because they also have a lot of quad one wins. So that's what Missouri has going for it. Meanwhile, you've got this group of Arkansas, Auburn, A&M, Mississippi State, Kentucky, and I said it in that order for a reason. I think Kentucky's the furthest away of that group for me right now. Um, I'd slightly put Mississippi State ahead of them. Uh, but I, I don't know where that group winds up. I think Arkansas will be fine. They're very high, like in the net. They're like 20th in the net today, which is ridiculous. But I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way. It's just crazy to think that they're up to 20. Um, so I think Arkansas will be – and they got Nick Smith back. NCAA tournament committee factors that in. How long you play without your best player. And so I think that will help them as long as they don't, you know, just lose out or something. Auburn got a big boost last night. That was their biggest game of the season. So I think they're they're still in there as of now. But, guys, this whole group is, like, we're talking eight, nine, ten seeds. Um, and so, again, that's – you can certainly play your way out still with five games to go and in, in an SEC tournament game where, you know, let's say you play an LSU or Ole Miss or somebody like that, lose, that hurts you. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, Lenardi's got seven teams in right now, and – I'd say five of those teams are, well, maybe four. Because, again, I think Missouri's moving still in the right direction uh, despite that loss last night. But, I mean, those are all still kind of bubble-ish type teams. Like, I don't think anyone's a lock beyond the top two. And maybe, again, Missouri's getting close. But I I still wouldn't be that comfortable yet. So, And, Blake, I have to ask you. You write for the 14. What are you all going to do in 2025? How are you going to handle <laughs> we, that? We – Bruno, we have we have long thought of this, and it's uh, very, very interesting from the start. Uh, I would like to 
somewhat pat myself on the back here because I was like, look, we know expansion's coming and we don't know when it's going to happen. And that was like not long afterwards. We're like, oh, thank goodness we did this. So we've got, we've got all the, like all the multipliers of, of everything. So we've 16, got like 16, 18. I think we've got 18, 24. <laughs> we, we've got them all. Like, okay. so. Uh, I was then hoping to grab of, a couple and just really threaten y'all. No. <laughs> then, then outside of Texas, Oklahoma, who would you want to see next? the next, next two in the SEC? Oh, maybe when boy. we can tread towards 2030. Um, <laughs> It'll be here. Hmm. I mean, look, I think I, I've always thought like Florida State would be interesting. Um, I mean, I guess it's like teams like that, right? If, you, if you're the SEC, right? And we know what it's like money and exposure. And that's like, I mean, Miami and Florida State, like those make a lot of sense. Obviously, like, a, you know, in North Carolina, I just don't know if you're, if the ACC still exists. I don't know if you're getting North Carolina away from that. Um, you know, like a, a Georgia Tech, I don't know. I mean, no, like, I feel like Miami, Florida State package would be a lot more interesting, right? Mm. So uh, Clemson, I suppose is always possible. But I, I like the duo of Miami, Florida State. So you think, Oregon, like maybe you think Oregon's the... out of the picture? Is that the big Oregon <laughs> to the SEC guy? It could happen. Look at the Big Ten, right? UCLA and USC. Like, why can't Oregon go to the SEC? Who cares? Maybe Hawaii. I'd like Hawaii. Uh, <laughs> Vanderbilt loves Hawaii. Vandy would love Hawaii. to face Hawaii. Vandy loves playing at Hawaii. <laughs> you guys can, can go live from Hawaii. You, tell me you wouldn't enjoy that. So uh, just sitting on the beach. I have my own Hawaii. It's called Clarksville, baby. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, I've never heard that line before. As All the methamphetamine you need. I've never heard that line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Blake, real, real quick before we get you out of here, too. Uh, the other team that's doing very well in the state of Tennessee, that would be Memphis. Memphis has a pretty daunting schedule coming up because they're going to have to play Houston twice, one on the road, one at home. Uh, and they're kind of on the bubble right now as well. So where where do you think they kind of fall out? Yeah, they're they're very close at the moment um, because you know I think what Memphis has done is you know they've got who they lost to they lost to Tulane twice right and Tulane's one of those teams that is is kind of threatening for a strong finish here. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But I think what Memphis has going for it is the schedule because you just said it like they play Houston twice. You lose both of those games, really doesn't hurt you all that much. You win one of those games, like you're significantly jumping ahead of a couple other teams somewhere. And so I think that's what they and they're and they're playing good basketball right now. So I think that always helps. And um, I think they who else have they got? I think they got UCF, Cincinnati, teams like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, UCF starting. Yeah, like U, U, UCF. That'd be important if they can kind of get it together because they're another team. Um, you know, like for Missouri, especially Missouri beat them and. So I think Memphis will wind up getting in uh, just because I think they're playing well right now. But the two games against Houston, I, I'm most intrigued by because those games are always fun between those two. And again, if you're Memphis and Penny, you get one of those wins, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Follow him on Twitter at the Blake Lovell. We always appreciate you having on Blake. Thanks so much. Appreciate it guys. Always good stuff there from Blake Lovell. Uh, once again, follow him on Twitter at the Blake Lovell, and then also check out all his work there on southeastern 14 maybe soon southeastern 16 maybe soon southeastern 18 what are they going to do when sec owns every team what are they going to do then <laughs> southeastern 165 that w- i think it's going to happen that work the sec is just going to win 
They're going to take everything, and they're going to take over college football. They're only going to play college football. They well, don't care about the Until the Supreme rest. Court busts them up, too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I mean, then we're just back to the same thing. Then the future Bruno and Zach, whoever that is, in, in the year 3023, will be like, the Supreme Court got in there and really messed things up for the SEC, you know? That'd be, my, that'd be nice to make it to 2033. <laughs> I'd like that. 2033? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Just 10 years? Yeah. That'd be a good run. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's like Michael Scott in the office, you know, like I made a New Year's resolution that I can handle flossing my teeth once <laughs> midnight strike, floss it up, blood everywhere. <laughs> All right. We need to run to a break. If you want to jump in final segment, 615-844-5600. Good afternoon. Clearing that earlier rank on Broadley Parkway northbound, right? when you come off I-40 headed over towards Centennial Boulevard. Picked up even more in the last 10, 15 minutes as we check it out now on 24 from Briley all the way out towards Murfreesboro as you continue 24 through Rutherford County. Plenty of radar in Rutherford and Coffee County. Saw some also maybe an hour, hour and a half ago, some radar uh, parts of Wilson County up and down I-40. Hey, buy your Ripley's annual fun pass with unlimited visits to, uh, to all Ripley's attractions in the Smoky Mountains for one year at the lowest price right now at Food City. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. I'm here at the Big Game Headquarters. Total Wine and More scoring huge savings on the perfect bourbon. Local craft beer. Forgetting something? Oh, yeah. Cabernet, seltzers, and so many low prices. Mm, Valentine's Day is right after. Whoa, new game plan. You got this. Total Wine can help you score the perfect bubbly, too. (sighs) Thank you. I would have been so... You sure would have. Your Big Game Headquarters. Love what you find always at the lowest price. Only at Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly. B21. Milk, eggs, 42 bucks. Ma'am, you okay? Need bucks? With Jackson Hewitt, don't wait weeks for the IRS to send your tax refund. Come in now for up to $3,500 with a no-interest, no-fee refund advance loan when you file your taxes. That's up to $3,500 today. Don't let high prices get you down. When every dollar matters, it matters who does your taxes. So get to Jackson Hewitt today. For eligible clients, loans by Republic Bank and Trust Company. Details at jacksonhewitt.com. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. 
your exclusive National Sports Radio WNSR Skyscan forecast. This afternoon is going to be mostly cloudy, high 76. Cloudy tonight, showers become likely at thunderstorm and spots as well. That'll continue through Thursday. The low tonight, 62. Thursday's high, 70. Cooler Friday. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Renault. Sports Radio, WNSR. It's the NHL on Sports USA, and we'll be at the Stadium Series in Raleigh, North Carolina, skating outdoors at Carter Finley Stadium. It's a matchup between the Carolina Hurricanes with Aho, Mason, and Stahl, hosting Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals. Alexander Ovechkin, the great eight! Saturday, February 18th, it's the Canes and the Caps. All season long and through the Stanley Cup Final, the National Hockey League is on Sports USA. Pre-game coverage begins at 6 p.m. live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. The Afternoon Stretch, the show endorsed by News Channel 5's John Burton. John Burton's favorite show, The Afternoon Stretch. Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. 615-844-5600 if you want to call in. Caller's been light today. I don't know what y'all's problem been. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Just let's start gaslighting. That's them. It's not us. It's them. I don't know what you're not calling us uh, for. We don't have any callers, so I guess you guys don't like us. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's funny. I will say the Adam and Portland call where he's like Aaron Rodgers of the Titans, that one kind of puts a damper on the calling. Yeah, because he's like, I see a lot of people in the main take is like, he's not coming. Well, it's, it sucks because that's that's what's happening. That's just, that's reality. Like one player, honestly, one player or one one group, what would be the change to where Bruno Reagan will think, okay, the Titans have a good shot of playoffs winning AFC None. South again? Not one player. There, there is not one. There, okay, give me a group of players. Like what would, because all of it's impossible, right? You're not going to be able to fix all the problems. But if they fixed these three things, what would that be in your head? Left tackle, uh, left guard, right guard. Just all <laughs> offensive line, huh? Yes. Look at the Chiefs and the Eagles. They had two all pro O line. The entire O line for both teams were all pros. Yeah, Every it was one year. sack. It was only one sack that was given up the entire Super Bowl. I thought so long and hard about no sacks, and that would have killed me because I was like plus 1,400 and I was going to put a lot on it. But And the Chiefs did not let a sack go through. So that's mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Which is, hey, you, you start looking to be run more, yeah, you might get sacked. So that's fine. But regardless, the Titans' issues, the Titans' issues this season, if the, if the Titans, Aaron Rodgers was just on the Green Bay Packers, and they weren't good. So what makes you think just put, picking him up and putting him on Tennessee is, is we're like, wow, we're good. They didn't make the playoff either. We almost made the playoff over them. Yeah. You know? So that's that's why I think fans just get tripped up a little bit. Aaron Rodgers, there there is no savior. Now, if you get a young franchise quarterback and asset, there's at least optimism. I could watch the games and see improvement and convince myself like something's building here. And that that makes it easier to watch. It's just a tough watch right now cuz frankly the team sucks. Aaron Brewer Amber has his issues. He'll never be able to play at a high level in this league consistently. He'll never be all pro. You can't overcome those things in the National Football League. You have to fit the prototype. 
Hmm. I don't fit the prototype. I don't get. I don't get the chances. Aaron Brewer has a has a standard. He he gets the chances and he plays hard. He plays well. I'm sure he's smart, but he'll never be elite enough to to take to play against the Eagles and what their monster D line was. He'll never be able to. We don't match up nearly as well. If we had a left tackle, we'd probably make the playoff this season. A, a, a single player. If we had a left tackle, we'd probably win one of those random a competent seven left games. Tackle. We, the Titans had a left tackle. It's a competent left tackle. Which, by the way, you want to know why I'm so, I, I get so demoralized with the Titans? Because they, they let the same issues go on. They say, it, well, it could be worse. No, it couldn't have. It couldn't have been worse with Dennis Daly, and they said this is the tight. They, Mike Rabel wants. To, this is why I'm so mad. Mike Rabel wants to talk about standards. Live up to the standards. You have none. You have no standards. You had no standards for the offense. You had no standards for your coordinators. You had no standards standards for your players. Everyone was just going on and with the season, and everyone was collecting. Everyone was cashing a check. It was awesome. I bet it was awesome. I bet it was awesome going into meetings and not caring because you were getting paid. That's what it felt like with the Titans and the. Other teams, they won't accept that. Not the uh, Super Bowl teams, that's for sure. Not the Super Bowl teams. I don't know. I don't know what all it's going to take. It's going to take. I'll tell you the only thing: to get Titans back into Super Bowl talk, in my mind, it's not taking a player. It's not taking a move. It's taking time. It's going to take time to get them back. And uh, I think Titan no. fans are going to have to really like. And the good thing about the NFL. You can do it in two years. You can make the jump in two years. It can happen. It can be that quick if you draft right and pick up and right. We make fun of analysts and some shows, but for a mo- for the majority of the part, there is so much information out there. It's very easy to see which teams will be successful or not. Everyone crowned the Bills. That's great. They were success- every- We all knew the Chiefs would be successful. We all knew the Bills would be successful. We all knew the Eagles would be successful. The Titans were still a question mark, and all of that turned out to be true because we have eyes and we have brains. We're humans. We're, we're the dominators of this land. We can think on a meta level like we knew what teams were going to suck we knew the houston was going to suck we knew the colts were going to suck at least i knew it we knew the afc or the nfc south was going to suck so what's going to be next year it's not going to be some surprise once the titans start trending in a certain direction they get better personnel they get them on cheap contracts and maybe a year works out where we're like this looks like a team that could win it all and that's just not what it is next year we don't we don't know who's playing we don't even know who our quarterback is no um can we move on from Titans talk for now? Go ahead. We got what? Four minutes? We got. We got much time. Uh, Devlin, can we get uh, some Bruno's bets music going? Because this has to be talked about. Now it's time to make money off of other people playing sports. Because taking gambling advice from a guy named Bruno isn't shady at all. This is Bruno's bets. This is obvious. I, I just wanted to freak Devlin out right there by not talking. You know, sometimes it's just the pauses say more, Devlin. Do you know that? Yep. Sure do. There's nothing simpler. There's nothing simpler think? than not like not don't overthink stuff. Don't don't do the Vegas nose. Don't do the here we go. This is the this is what's gonna happen because don't believe all this hypothetical, not real bro science kind of thoughts. Seven minutes. Seven minutes before t- uh, before uh, what do they call it? 
first off. bounce. <laughs> first bounce. <laughs> yeah, from now on, first bounce, by yeah, the way. That's funny. Alabama plus three and a half. Alabama money line and the over of 146 and a half. You, well, don't take both the money line and it, all it, of it. It compounds with each other and it, it, it actually makes your odds worse. So take, choose one or the other. Uh, And what I'm looking at, I guess the best rate if you're going to is just money line straight and yes. money line and uh, over under if you're going to take one. Well, over under, over or under, which one? I'm going the over. Okay. 146 and a half. Alabama scores a lot of points in this game. Yeah, so 146 and a half. That would assume if Alabama wins, it'd be 146. So it'd be like 75 to 71. That would be the final score. That's a lot of points. There's a ton of points. Against Tennessee's vaunted defense? I'm seeing in my head an 80-point performance tonight of Alabama. Hmm. 80s. And I'm seeing Tennessee in the 70 range. Let's see what Alabama, I'm trying to find a team stat. What Alabama averages a game, of course, there's season totals, whatever. But that's that's that over under does scare me. I think I'm just going to take Alabama on the money line, though. It's plus money. FanDuel right now, plus 146 on Alabama to win outright. So you could just do that if you really wanted to. I'm a, I'm a man of the people, and I want to call it as I see it. I feel this one is. Very obvious right now. Very obvious. I don't I don't see a way Tennessee beats this Alabama team. Alabama averages 83.4 points mm, a game. Tennessee averages 72. And points against, but they both average low points against. Alabama averages 68 against themselves. And Tennessee, 56. So something's got to give. It's wild that if you look at the averages, they're saying Tennessee's going to win this game. Just points – average at, scoring is lower and Alabama's, average is look lower. look at Alabama's last five games. Their, their, their last loss was to Oklahoma. They scored 69. Then they scored 101 to Vanderbilt, 79 against LSU, 97 against Florida, and 77 against Auburn, who Auburn also had a great quote-unquote defense, but they put up 77. So pretty good. Tennessee in their last games, 85, 65, 43, 54, 71. A lot less on the Tennessee side. But they're playing at home, so you would figure maybe that this the home mystique, I guess. I'm giving them the bonus of being at home. Yeah, and that's where I think the and over li- hits life's, in. Life's too short to not take the over. Well, look, so. the unders is the under. I've been pretty spot on with unders lately, so I love unders. I I love to see unders. I that was uh was it Tennessee and and Vanderbilt was the under I said was going to hit, and it did. Now, did it have room of four points? Plenty of room, but I love that one. I, I don't see uh, Devlin. Where were you going? Because you sports gamble, you dabble. I don't know. Mm. I I mean I I don't like cheering for a game with no points. Like don't make <laughs> that basket. That's just not fun. <laughs> if I'm going to take anything, it's going to be an over or nothing at all. All right. So so you guys are pretty much agreed on the over. Just just off, just off of the principle. Yeah. Plus one forty six. Unders where money. Money line Alabama. And over of 146 and a half. I just want to... I'm... All right. This is me. And you like it? You're whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm whatever on this. (laughs) This is me. This is who I am. Well, let's just say it's a lot of money if I win. What? Are you taking what I'm doing? Yeah. Oh, I'm surprised. I thought you were going to take the under. No. Are you secretly taking the under? No. Oh. 
Don't no. tell me you just put all the winnings from yesterday on this. No. Okay, good. <laughs> Should I? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we are done for the day. Appreciate everybody for watching, listening, calling in. How are you doing? We appreciate it. Remember, if nobody's told you, I love you. And you matter. Grizzlies basketball, 630 coming up. Don't want to miss it. We will see you guys tomorrow. That's our last of the weekends for us tomorrow. That's crazy. Everybody have a great night.